Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24-7 sports podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni, and with me, once again, is Colin Mitchell. Sorry you're not a host anymore, Colin. You've been demoted. And that's I what just, happens when I, you don't show up for work, Colin. <laughs> Even though you were showed up for your real work, all right? This is your Can I go on strike? No, because I need you here. Where's my pay? I just, <laughs> all right, we're not getting into this on air, Colin, all right? Let's, let's get into... To actual important actual things. issues, actual Colin. issues. Um, but no, how, how have you been, Colin? I, I do want to yeah, talk let's, about. Yeah, let's let's just catch up. Let's, yeah, let's catch up because I yeah I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, it's been you at know, least you, uh, been long working. Time. Um, yeah, you know, hard working, very hard. Um, mm, I'm sure. Yeah, totally. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you watched the game last night from home. Yeah. Real briefly, I don't want to spend too much time on these last two games, recapping it, because I have something I want to get to. Um, Florida Atlantic. On Thursday, North Texas had everyone back and couldn't score at all, right? Is that a good summary of the game, basically? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then on Sunday, that's all we're doing, by the way. That's the whole recap. On Sunday... That's perfectly fine with me. Marshall, they couldn't stop anybody. Is that is that accurate? Yes. John Elmore drops like 20-something on them, and they, they can't stop anybody. And they end up losing 85-82. Lose two more games, and now they've lost six straight... And so they lost six straight, and we decided, you know, let's go to Mondays now. And now we're in a primetime Yeah, slot. we're in the primetime slot for this uh, primetime chance to showcase this team. <laughs> yeah, because everyone wants to hear about this team on a Monday night, all right? That's, we know that Who sells. Wouldn't? Everybody does. Um, but before we get into anything else, I have something that's, that's on my chest, Colin. I got to get it off. Mr. Big Chest? I got to get it off my chest. I have a very small chest. I'm a, like 5'8". Five, eight. Five, eight. Okay, look, I'm 5'8", Colin. Let me live. We'll get into this later. Right? Let me live, Anyways. Colin. All um, right, 5'8", Bruni on the mic. <laughs> All right, I shouldn't have said anything. Um, no, but I have something very important I want to talk about, and it's... I've saw... A lot of people are angry on Twitter, Colin. I completely understand. Like I, we're we're fans. We've been fans of teams before. I wouldn't right. say I, I've said before I'm not a North Texas fan, so I'm not like a diehard. Right, you're able to separate yourself. Yeah, from I'm the fandom. separate separate yeah. myself fine. But hell, I'm a Spurs fan, like crazy Cowboys fan, like crazy. You're a Pistons fan, like crazy. Uh, all all you're we're both fans. That's what I'm trying to say. So we understand what it's like to be frustrated with the team, completely. Yeah, I have no problem with people getting upset on Twitter about team players. Um, I don't like when people at the players though. I feel like that's just unnecessary. Like I don't need you. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird. I don't need you adding rows and being like, "Hey, you suck." <laughs> what is that gonna do? Like, come on. So, anyways, we understand what it's like to be fans, but I feel like there's a line that we have to draw somewhere with college athletes that are different than pro athletes. Right, because they're not paid. They're not paid, obviously. And it's very, very different than pro athletes in many ways. So, but what I want to start with is a question asking you, Colin, is what, what do you think of when you think of a player in basketball that doesn't try or that doesn't have heart? What, what do what, you think of? What does that player have to do for you to be like, wow, that guy's not trying? Is it kind of like 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 the LeBron lowlights we've seen, like where he where it's just like him throwing the ball off the back? Yeah, it's, back it's, the it's, it's gotta like, be. You gotta have a just to to know that a player is not trying to win a game or you know to to, to play a game. You gotta see something like just completely one hundred percent the truth, like like LeBron does sometimes. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that he's like not trying to win ever. Yeah, but, of course. But like you got it. Like it's it's more. It's clearly more about them than it is about the team. And how mm-hmm. they're feeling. I mean, I don't really know of an instance off the top of my head where I've just like seen it and been like, "Oh yeah," you know. So it's hard mm-hmm. for me to kind of say it, but like yeah. you know when you see it. I if, completely if that, understand if that, yeah. if that makes sense. But that was what was making the rounds on Twitter, and that's where I was like, "All right, there's the line is here, guys." We have not seen. Oh, but for context, I've saw probably five people on Twitter paraphrase, just say that either the team doesn't have heart. Or a few players don't have heart, or specific players don't have heart. And heart is something for me in sports that is, A, it's pretty hard to quantify, but it's also hard to, like you said, it's hard to see when somebody doesn't have heart unless it's plainly obvious. Right. Like if it's them not 
even trying to rotate or try to contest shots or try to get a loose ball or something like that. Then you can kind of tell. But I haven't seen any of that from this team. Yeah, That's why I was kind of confused. I was like, just because the team is losing does not make them not have heart. And that's all I'm trying to say with this point is that you can look at Roosevelt Smart miss tons of open threes. You can look at Zachary Simmons getting out rebounded. You can look at you can look at anything. You can look at this team not getting to the free throw line and say that, oh, you know, they're not good at that thing. They're not or even they're bad. We've said before that a guy's bad at something. That's right. that's there's nothing wrong with that. But when you start saying that guys just don't have heart and guys aren't trying I just draw the line there because well, at that point you're questioning their character. Exactly, and it's and I don't. I mean, you can we, we, you and I are able to sit here and engage a player's skill, whatever, yeah. to some degree, but we're not. We don't know them enough to where we can be like that guy is definitively like this in terms of his character. Exactly, and because I mean, hell, we've seen them a few times in practices. I mean, I go to practices once a week and see them practice then, and I see them interact with each other and stuff. So I have an okay gauge, but I'm never gonna know 100 percent what a guy is and no writer ever is going to know that. Right. But also the thing I'm trying to figure out is that them saying they have no heart has come after six straight losses and there have been some bad losses in there. They've blown some leads. Marshall was a blown lead. They blew they've blown leads before. But there was no talk of this when they came back from 16 down to Rice. There was no talk of this when they almost beat UTSA on the road and lost that game. There was no talk of that. There was no talk of that when they lost to Old Dominion. There's no talk of that. I mean, at any other point during the year, this if anything, it's been the opposite. If, it's any, if anything, it's been people saying, wow, this team is tr- trying really hard, and that's how they're winning games. They're winning games because of their effort. They're winning games because of their execution. That's how they won a lot of games. They've, For a small team, they've out-rebounded damn near everybody they've played. Like I think that's, if any stat is a good metric of heart, I think that's a pretty good metric. Right. Like They get a ton of loose balls. They dive on the floor more than... Basically, any other team I've seen, like that's a pretty good metric as well. They take charges, they push the pace, they're not lazy. I see they play man to man defense, so you have to actually play defense. <laughs> and they're the best defense in the conference, probably still, even though they played like crap yesterday. There's tons of reasons that this team has shown us that they have heart. And I understand losing six games is hard to watch as a fan of a, of a team. But we have to draw the line somewhere and say, okay, no, we're not going to say this team doesn't try, and we're not going to say that this team doesn't have heart, even though there are times where they look like trash. And I will be the first to say that this team looks like trash right now. I have no problem saying that. But I will not say that this team doesn't have heart. Because if anything, yesterday, I saw more fight then than I did in the whole Rice game, and they won that game. Roosevelt Smart was playing his ass off on defense. Rose was great on defense yesterday. And I wrote that down in my in my book, just taking notes during the game. Rose was active. Rose was great. They didn't have Ryan. They haven't had, they haven't had Ryan for like three games. They haven't had Duff for like a month. This team doesn't even know what they are right now. And so for you to just say that they don't have heart is crossing the line, in my opinion. And I just don't I don't agree with it. And I don't think there's a place for it with this team specifically. I don't think there's a place for it in college athletics in general, unless it's obvious. But that's neither here nor there. This team specifically, I think, deserves at least, at the very least, that you respect their heart and what they've brought to the table this season because Lord knows they haven't been good on the court these last six games, and I'm not making excuses for them, but I just don't think the heart is the reason they've lost six straight games. That's do, my opinion. Why, why do you think fans feel feel like they don't have heart? Because when you watched Zach Simmons, he has not been good the past six games. Zach Simmons has struggled against other bigs. Like, I mean, he, Charles Bassey, he struggled. I mean, FAU, he struggled. There have been games where he has struggled, and so but, he's been kind of the culprit of them playing. Uh, but soft. but I, I guess I guess the question is more is how, because to me, like we both notice those things. People mm-hmm. notice that Zach obviously hasn't had good games, but how do they confuse that against ha- having I, bad games against having bad heart? I think it's no a heart, I guess. Yeah, I think it's a. I think it's first it's a cop out, and B I think it happens when guys people don't really know basketball as well as they should when they're commenting on it because you you said it after the, the western game 
Zachary Sims is not going to drop 15 and 8 on Charles Bassey. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to happen. Yeah. So if he looks timid at times, it's because he has a first-round draft pick in front of him, and he hasn't played anybody close to that good all year. The best guy was the Oklahoma guy. Um, but it's just like people have expectations of guys and don't take into account context time after time. And, again, I'm not saying this team deserves excuses. I'm not saying that this team deserves any um, – forgiveness i guess they haven't played well the last six games there's a lot of a, a lot of reasons for that but just i mean saying that this team should be doing should be playing harder is i don't think that solves anything because i think they're playing hard i think they're playing as hard as they have all season so no i agree i mean this team its staple has been playing hard i mean we talked about this all season how mm-hmm. this team kind of wills itself to wins and the wins they have had are mostly because of that i mean they mm-hmm. haven't had a game where you know, they've just blown teams out. I think the only uh, game they did that was, what, middle? Middle and, yeah, and Rice at the beginning of the, the conference. Yeah, that so that's two games against really bad teams. Yeah. So, I mean, all these other games. Oh, and, and Marshall when they blew. Oh, and, oh yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, the yeah. first the first Marshall game. So, and that was because they played really hard. And, yeah. and Ryan did against, uh, you know, diving out of bounds multiple times for loose balls and everything. So, yeah, I mean... It's hard to say that this team has "quote unquote" no heart when Did they've you, shown it all season. Yeah. Did you watch Mo on the ball yesterday when he was guarding John Elmore? Uh, Mo and DJ. I thought yeah. both of them. Yeah. Played really hard. I thought both of them played really well defensively. It's just John Elmore is going to score over guys that are six foot. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's, hey, leader it's, in conference USA scoring. Yeah. Uh, all time yeah i can't believe that the, the broadcasters by the way just as a little tangent they compared him to like they said now we can hang with the big 12 and the like <laughs> they named off every power five conference and now Lord. john Elmo joins the ranks in conference usa oh god <laughs> i just thought that was you really know he funny. leads the conference USA and also assist all time really isn't that crazy that's what? that's kind of odd. i don't understand. that's an odd stat to me i don't I wonder how much he leads that by. I have no clue, but I. That's, that's what. That's, that's what, crazy. That's what people tell me, and I can't believe that. But anyways, uh, enough about John Elmore. He's uh, he's fine. He struggled at the beginning, but he settled in. Everyone settled in for Marshall in the second half. They scored what fifty four points in the second half. Yeah, that's tough. I can't believe that. I still couldn't believe that. That was the worst half of basketball North Texas had all year. Think so? It was of of def- especially defensive basketball. The worst half has got to – I can't even remember what game it was. But it was that game where I, we, I came up uh, halftime and I looked at <laughs> and you and I said – 15 points. Yeah, yeah. That's, I forgot what it game was, it was. Uh, <laughs> I was like, this is the worst half. It was the half. Western loss. Was that the Western, Western in the first half? They scored 15 points, I think, in the first half. Do you want me to check? I thought it was earlier than that. It I'm doesn't sure, matter. I'm almost sure it was Western. But yeah, it was Western. They were down 30 to 15 at halftime. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, they could not score. Uh, anyways – yeah, that was my whole tangent. That was that was everything I had. So, um, add him on Twitter right now. Go ahead and add me. I that's just how I feel. Is that I don't know if um, questioning people's hearts is uh, is appropriate for this. So, so then what level. what is it then? What so, is the problem with this team? Yeah. So so we. Oh, that's so, a great segue. I mean, we we talked that. We oh, right. You know, you, uh, that's <laughs> hey. That, I'm trying to get my hey, host yeah, job you're, back. Yeah, you're trying. Trying to get my host job I, back. I respect it. So so we know that this team has heart, but. They all. We also know that they don't have a few other things. They don't have a lot right now. Um. So they don't have Ryan, which is the heart and soul. Yeah, Ryan right, missed of this team. Ryan missed the Marshall game yeah. after getting injured against um, FAU. He got naked up like three times against FAU and came back, came back, and then he just eventually sat yeah. out for the last ten minutes. Uh, missed all of Marshall, so he's now basically the only game he's played in his Louisiana Tech in the past month, which is crazy. Yeah. Um. I just think this team has no – they have no continuity, right? Continuity. I said that wrong. That's continuity weird. right now I at all. I don't know. Jordan Duffy, I feel like guys can score, but offensively there's so much indecisiveness in what they're doing. And Coach McCaslin took the blame for that. Um, he stepped up. He was a man about it. He said, that's on me. I'm trying to – he's trying to figure out how to get this team going in the half court because we know they can score in the transition. That's where they've – yeah, that's, that's that's where they thrive. Yeah, that's where they've been good all the season. But in the half court, especially when you don't have Ryan, they have a, they have scores, but they don't have that ability to get to the rim on demand. And so when you don't have that guy that can create, we've said it all year, when you don't have that guy to, that can create shots for everybody, it's just it's hard. You have to execute so well offensively and make shots 
so much that it 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 looked bad at times. It looks really bad at times. Um, I do think that well, Coach McCaslin after the game yesterday against Marshall, he said he was optimistic going forward, which I think as a coach felt like something you just have to say because right <laughs> you've lost six in a row now. But you hey, scored eighty two points. But hey, for you like scored eighty two points in a long time against the worst Jeez. defense. When's in the last conference? time you think they've scored eighty two points? If I had, to, can I guess the team? Yeah, go ahead. It's got to be against Marshall last time. Nope. Nope, that was 78. That was 78? First time, last time okay, was... Okay, okay, then it's Rice. Yeah. Rice, the very first time they played Rice, 103-87. The first time they played Rice? Yeah. yeah. So the very first conference game of the season? Exactly, yeah. And that's the only other D1 team they've scored over 80 against. Wow. Over 80, 80 yeah, over 80 against. So, but look, we entered the game knowing that this was... The best Conference USA defense, North Texas, against the worst. And it's not even close. Marshall is terrible at defense. And so that's why I tweeted out, uh, within the first three minutes, North Texas went up 13-0. to Marshall was terrible, and I tweeted that out. Marshall looks terrible. Or Marshall is terrible, I tweeted. I thought you said uh, awful. Whatever it was. Marshall is awful. North Texas leads 13-0. Because I just couldn't understand. North Texas has looked so bad offensively for so long, and in the first four minutes they scored 13 points. Marshall Marshall cannot play defense. No. And they have to shoot the ball way they have to shoot the ball like they did last night for, to go far. Um and I don't know if they'll be able to do that this year. They were they did it last year, but it was a different team. Um that's enough about Marshall. I'm sorry, tired of talking about Marshall and John Elmore. God. Um <laughs> canceled. But, yeah, they're canceled. North Texas But yeah, like I said, just I think the continuity is a big thing with this team. They don't have that this year at all. Uh, at least down the stretch. I feel like down the stretch they've struggled to find that uh, without Ryan, with all the injuries. And so, well, I mean, you could argue that they haven't had it all year. They've had it all. They've had it this year. Like, what do you mean by that? I like. I mean, like they had this team hasn't really found its identity outside of Ryan. Like, so when Ryan's in, obviously this team is way better. But this team doesn't have an identity. I don't think other than the fact that they play really hard. When this team wins games, why do they win games? Because they play hard. What? What? How do they score so many points? Because they turnovers. play hard. Yeah, because they get they they're good on defense, leads to offense in the transition. They don't. Th- this this team all season has not been good in the half court. Yeah. So it's always been defense leads to offense for this team. It's always been in transition. It's always been off of you know a cherry pick or. Uh, quick outlet to run. Yeah, a quick outlet go. or a quick uh, or transition three or something like that. It's always been that. It's never been let's run a half court, let's run a play, because that's where this team struggles. Teams mm-hmm. slow them down, and we said that we also saw that early in the season. Maryland Eastern Shore, that very first that first game where the teams try to slow them down, we're like, yeah. this could be a problem, mm-hmm. and it has been all season. I feel like this team offensively hasn't found an identity. It's just always been their defense that's kind like of bailed them out. The identity of this offense is, I mean, like you said, obviously they're a better transition team than half court team, but the identity of this offense is, I mean, they're they're undersized, so obviously finishing at the rim is tough, and so I think they're just a bunch of shooters that have to struggle to get looks. Like it's like an offense that, but it's not even I don't like, know how to word this. But it's, it's not even like the looks. It's hard to get looks. They get the looks. Like they have transition. looks. Well, you could even argue they have looks not in transition. I mean, we've seen tons of missed open threes this season in the half court. Oh, okay, then it's it's a team of questionable shooters, and not enough creators. But is that an identity? That's that's the identity. Not enough creators, a lot of average shooters. I understand what you're saying, but I feel like we have. I feel like I'm talking about like an identity they need to find within themselves i think the only chance they have of like their only chance at resurrecting their offense at this point is a get everyone healthy b ryan attack like crazy time and time again and when he does that that'll open up the court for the quote-unquote shooters and the shooters quote-unquote have to make shots that's 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 it that's their only game plan is that ryan has to be aggressive then Roe, Moe's, Duff have to hit shots. DJ have to hit shots. And if they don't hit shots, which they haven't done as of late at all, they're screwed. Except for Moe. I want to give a great shout-out to Moe. Moe's Mo. been really great lately. Moe Mo Gibson, if you're listening to this podcast, thank you. You've been tremendous. I know he's not listening to this podcast, but, man, he's been good. 
I just, oh my god. He played great against Marshall, too. He played great against everybody. He is a great, great shooter. And that is extremely valuable in basketball nowadays, obviously. But <laughs> not only that is he's a freshman. He's a redshirt freshman. And, man, I enjoy watching him play. He took some deep threes yesterday. I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah, I feel like Moe's the only person that I can kind of get a, give a green light to. Oh, and like, he, Because he's the only shooter, Colin. He's the only shooter on this team. Right, but we didn't know that at the beginning of the season. Well, now we do. Even though DJ went two for two on three yesterday. Shout out to DJ. What a guy. Shout He's out still DJ. probably shooting like 40-something percent, but I have it right here. Yeah, he had, that, he had that lull for a while, and when he actually had to play like, you know, 30 minutes, it was kind of rough. But uh, yesterday, I mean, on the, on the All Alone pod, I called him an average shooter or a fine shooter. A fine shooter. He is at 42% right now. 42%. Most at 40%. Wow. He shoots a lot, he's, too. He's taken 221 attempts. What's Rose at? 28? <laughs> Makes? 20%. Oh, 20, oh, yeah. 28.7%. That hurts. I think we were talking preseason about him hitting like 35 or 36. Man. I mean, has anything changed with Rose at this point? No, and it's been really surprising to me. Because I thought he would kind of see him kind of pick up where he left off last season. Maybe not to where he was last season but at least be competent on offense like i feel like every time he's gotten the ball it's been a heave that just is a brick or it's yeah. been a drive that leads to a euro step block like yeah. and that, i feel like that's just kind of been him all season i don't i mean was this all he did last year and teams just figured him out no no because you know how i know that in 23 games guess how many free throws he's taken this season mm-hmm it's not over 23. Yes, it is. Is it actually? Yes. It's 35. No, it doesn't feel like it's 35. <laughs> it's. I mean, that's, that's not even I two know, a game. I know, it's not a lot. Yeah, no, he plays almost 30 minutes a game, and yeah. he's not even shooting two free throws a game. Think about that. No, yeah, that sucks. That means he's getting to line not even once a game. Like, obviously, to get to shoot two free throws. Right. That's incredible. I don't, I don't know. But this team as a whole doesn't get to the free throw line. And it's because of how this team is made up. You, I mean, I said this, this team, before. This team isn't different than, I'm like, Rose-wise, since we're on the topic of him right now, this team isn't different than it was last season, you know, personnel-wise. What do you mean? Like, in terms of, like, I, that shouldn't affect Rose. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, no, no. We've talked about yeah. this before. Yeah. That the looks that he's getting now are probably better than the looks he got last year. Yeah, yeah. We just, just don't know it's what, just, it's what just happened. So, yeah, I just don't know what happened. It's a complete 180, um, and it's sad talking about him, unfortunately, because he's been so rough this year. So, yeah, that's a sad topic. Let's get on a, a happy topic. Okay. Mike Miller almost had a triple-double yesterday. He had like 16, 7, and 6. If that's not borderline triple-double, I don't know what is. Um, <laughs> but no, 9, he, 9, and 9. I think he's been... I think he's been He's how do I word this? I don't know. I don't know. Hyperbolize anything. He's been the third best player on this team this year. Yeah, I feel like you know. I feel like he's. Yeah, it's funny. We were talking about. I remember like the fourth podcast we did. I was like, man, Zach Simmons. He's he's almost the MVP of this team this year. Well, because we said that last year too. Because he was so important in the defensive end. Yeah, um, that hasn't been the case at all. This this past. I feel like Mike's kind of picked months. up that slack. Mike has been tremendous. Uh, we were talking about as well, Rose off off the air. We we're talking about is Rose a top five player on this team? Let us know what you think. I mean, uh, <laughs> audience, because I, I don't know at this point. Uh, we know it's Ryan. We know it's. Let's do a list. Let's do a list. Okay, okay let's do it. So also, one. I want to play before we do anything else. Next week we will be doing a loaded podcast of Conference USA tournament predictions. And we'll also be doing our superlatives. Yeah, for those of you who were um, here last season, we have a full breakdown of who, like basically a March Madness bracket of mm -hmm. Conference USA. And we we'll go through and pick them. Yeah, and uh, fill out our bracket. We have we also have like random super. How do you even say that word? Random superlatives. Super. Yeah, you got uh, it. You can't just you can't ones speak. that we don't. Uh, you couldn't say continuity, so I said it eventually though. You can't say. You still can't say superlatives. superlatives? All right, there you go. Got them. All right. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so that'll be fun next next week. Anyways, so one through five. So one, are we doing most important or most most important? Okay, so Ryan, mm -hmm. Ryan's number one. Number two, is it Duffy? 
No way. No, no, no. You don't think so? I said this is either this is either Mo or Mike. I guess I, I and haven't. I'm gonna say Mike. I don't know. <laughs> I like I like Duff being. Well, give, up there. give me your reason. I like Duff being up there because I feel like this team is so much more dynamic with him. They are. He had a couple like nice he finishes. Can, he can yesterday. drive. He can score on the outside sometimes. Um, <laughs> yeah. But what he can get to the basket, and that's what this team doesn't have. None mm-hmm. of the shooters. I mean, Mo can't drive. Yeah. Rose, we've seen what he's done this season. Ryan can't shoot consistently from the outside, mm-hmm. and same with Mike. Um, so I, I like what Duffy brings. So I feel like he's important in that sense. And that month that he was out, I mean, we've seen how this team's been offensively. They've not been anywhere close to better. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if Mo was out, I feel like it'd be a similar thing. They would have. But to I feel Mo like shooting. Mo is easier to replace. Okay. Maybe not, not, not in the sense that you know his big, big shots that you can make that he mm-hmm. can make like his deep threes and everything. But he's easier to kind of pick up the slack for because you can throw out DJ and he'll make a three mm-hmm. still. With okay. with Mo Mo when Duff's out, he can't run the point and then drive drive to the basket, but keep him still honest on the outside. Okay, so you're saying Duffy is second. I'm saying Mike because I think Mike is the second best defender on this team, a very good rebounder, and he can shoot the ball. I'm going to say... Agree with me, Colin. Do it. Well, I'm trying to decide. Agree. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to agree with Mike for second, but I'm trying to decide. All right, that's all now. I needed. Third, I have to go Duff. All right, I'll 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 give I'll give you that. So third third Duffy, fourth Mo. Yeah, fourth Mo, fourth Mo is fifth Zach. Fifth's gotta be Zach. It has to be Zach. We can't drop him that low. Because which is crazy to me because at the beginning of the season, if you were to tell me that Zach is the fifth most important player on this team, I would be like, is this team like zero and twenty? They basically are. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty bad. But uh, okay, but really though, because we we talked about his defense, his rebounding, how important that was for this team. But really, it's kind of more. been everyone else. And since he's been quiet this last, how long has it been? I mean, two months. Two months, know. yeah. Everyone's just kind of picked up the slack, and he's kind of just diminished role. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been, I mean, it's been weird to see because I think Zach is such a force when he's not only engaged, but when he's uh, when he's confident. And the past, ever since conference play started pretty much, I mean, he's probably had, like, two games over 15 points. Is he still the third best big? <sighs> I mean, I don't know. FAU has a that stretch big that can shoot. Uh, I, that's a good question. It's a good question. I don't know. But he's definitely not He's not in the upper echelon anymore, like uh, like near basket. Okay, so we got so we got fifth. We got All right, six fifth. is either. Six is so either. So we got DJ, Maya, Rose, or Tope. DJ Maya Rose or Tope. Uh, I'm gonna I'm go. I'm gonna go DJ. I'm gonna go DJ too because he's still shooting 42 percent from three. He's still shooting that, and he does those hardy plays, gets them charges. He's scrapping on defense. He's definitely he's no means a liability when he's on the floor. That's true. I think if Rose was more consistent and played defense how we did yesterday more often, I think I would would argue it a lot more. But he hasn't been consistent on that enough for me. Yesterday was a really good step for him, though. So I do want to I do want to mention that again that he was good on defense yesterday. But uh, and DJ struggles at times on defense. He's not a perfect defender or anything. But I would take DJ. I would take DJ simply because I feel like he wouldn't turn it over and he's a better shooter right now. I feel so. yeah. I feel like DJ doesn't hurt you when he's on the floor. I feel like Rose hurts you. Okay. Is Rose seventh? We got Maya, Rose, and Tope. Tope. Okay, Tope's last. Is Shaquem ahead of him? <laughs> <laughs> That's for another day. Oh, um, just, yeah, so I'm going to put Tope last, Maya, or Rose. So what was this team without Rose? 8-0. Six, 6-0, 7-0. They played like four Division Two teams. I don't want to hear this. They played three, but I don't want to hear this <laughs> record on-off splits. I don't want to hear it. This is kind of tough it's, for me. It's not tough for me. Give me, give me Rose. You think Rose? Yes. Give All me right. Rose. Give me your argument, and I'll tell you why. It's because tough for me. because Roosevelt Smart 
at worst, at worst, he at least has people guarding him. Jemiah Simmons does not have people guard him on the court. Jemiah Simmons also can't finish. He, I mean, okay, he can finish a little bit. He's just so offensively inept. I think that's the best word. He can't score on offense at all. Uh, rebounding, he's fine, but it's nothing special. In 17 minutes per game, he's averaging four rebounds. I don't think that's special. Um, and so, and then defensively, he's a liability as well. Defensively, Jemai is worse than Tope, perhaps. It's close. They're not good. It's fair. In my opinion. And then Rose, I just feel like, I mean, he could hit the open three. And <laughs> he also, could have the open also, three. also, he had that big stretch against Marshall the first time they met. And he hit those three straight threes. You remember that? Oh, man. Remember that? I was like, he's back. It was, the panic we, meter's at a zero. We, I was cheering, man. I was like, yeah, no, you weren't. We did it. Last time Bruni cheered in, in my the press head. box was, was in my head. Never. Bruni, Bruni cheers in his head, but just kind of has a little grin on his face. I don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's just because it'll make for a good story. If Rose is back, you know how fun that'd be to talk about? And this team would actually be, like, good? <laughs> okay, so, um, okay, so you're going, we're going Rose. I'm going Rose. Seventh? Is yes. that sixth or seventh? Seventh. Seventh, Maya, eighth. Yeah. Shaquem Tope, Wash. Okay. Wash. John Wigger. Eleventh. <laughs> <11. laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I, I like that you brought up Maya, because that's kind of interesting. I said earlier in the season... And I misspoke when I said it. Oh, God. I said that he was like uh, Alante Holston. And you just chastised me for that. Looking back, in hindsight, how's that comparison look now? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let me look at something real quick. Maya is 2 of 15 on the year from 3. 26 of 52 at the free throw line. 50, straight 50%. Man, 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 man. 18 assists all year in 470 minutes. Oh. 19 turnovers, 9 steals, 6 blocks. He only has 6 blocks in 480 minutes. Remember when I said that he was going to He was an average of block in half a game. He was going to average. Hey, I can't wait till we go back and look at my uh <laughs> my uh, my scouting report. Like like we did last year, because uh, I do a scouting report before the year every every year, listing out not only strengths and weaknesses of every player but pr- projected stats. I think Jemaya was averaging be... like eleven points. No way, I did not. That's a, that's a lie right there. But anyways, Jemaya, I definitely got wrong. So, uh, man, Jemaya Simmons or or Alante. Who would you rather have? In a vacuum. Oh, in a vacuum. Okay, good. Oh, I'd probably have Alante. <laughs> he was done. At least Alante could dribble the ball and kind of... I mean, Jemiah can, can dribble the ball. But I mean... It's close. It's really close feel, because they both... Jemiah, I feel like, is a better option when you have to play the put him at the five than Alante because uh, he's a better rebounder than Alante. But Alante at the three or the four was just a great defender. Great defender. And Jemiah is not a great defender at all. At all. He has six blocks for the year, man. That's not good. I don't even... Six blocks in 468 minutes. That's not good at all. That's tough. Man, I really thought it was going to be better. You know who has more blocks than him? Tope. Tope. <laughs> wow, and Tope's only played 184 minutes. Oh, my God. This is... Just, That's, is it a story this churning? This is just clarifying everything <laughs> in my mind. This is crazy. Ryan you're, has more you're watching the breakdown live. This is, this is like going through my head. I can't believe this. Jemiah, bro. Man, I had high expectations for Jemiah. He has not met them at all. It's been sad. But yeah, uh, Jemiah, what do we have next on the on the docket, Con? I don't really know where we are. <laughs> I don't know where we are either. We've jumped around so much. What? What uh? What are the tabs we have? Fix what's what's fixable? We, we oh have, we have, yeah, we haven't talked about. Colin, we gotta get to the positive part of this podcast, man. We, all right, let's get on track. We're, we we were we've been on tangent for a little while. We have just, been. We're already forty minutes into this podcast, Colin. Can't, second tab. We gotta, we gotta get on. Tab, we gotta get to the second tab finally. <laughs> I need some water. 
Okay. So. <laughs> no, we started off so strong. <laughs> what is fixable, Colin? Tell me what's fixable about the team. Ryan can come back. There you go, boys. <laughs> then that's the breakdown. Put it together. And Ryan, but it's literally as simple as that. Because we this team is what it is. We talked yeah. about what it is. This team is full of streaky shooters. They're hit or miss a lot of the time. This team can't score on the inside outside of Mike sometimes and Ryan sometimes. Mm-hmm. And without Ryan, this team is just awful. On also offense. a bad defensive team. Or not bad, but also a yeah, they, shaky Yeah, they're definitely team. shaky without Ryan. Um, so when he comes back, it literally solves most of their problems. And that is if he is still the same when he comes back. Yeah. Because uh, he's, he's, he's literally been playing 40 minutes pretty much every game. And yeah. he always has to like go to the sideline throughout games, stretch out whatever muscles hurting at that time. Yeah. And it's it's his body's kind of breaking down on him because he just plays so much. So see, but you said Ryan fixes all the problems for this team? Okay. You, you said that. All of the problems you need to, I think you that need to were caused when he got injured. And what is that? List them off. <laughs> it's hard because there's still problems I think, when he comes back. I think I so think defensively defensive defensively, pressure on the ball. Yes, on ball creating three. turnovers. Which is the synonymous. Yeah, it's the same thing. Uh, being able Push. to have primary ball handler. Okay. I feel like that's important. Yeah. Uh, this team doesn't really letting, have that. Letting Moe and Duff play off the ball right. more. And penetration. Th- yeah, I think pushing the pace slash penetration. Pushing the pace is, um, I think Ryan does that really well, obviously. Um, but yeah, okay, those are those are the problems that he fixes. And those are obviously huge problems for this team. I don't know... I still don't this this offense in the half court is still gonna be shaky with Ryan. Well, of on the course court. it is, but it solves it solves some of it. <laughs> yeah, but at least hopefully they can get in the half court less. We'll see. Um, so getting Ryan back is the first fixable thing, right? What else is fixable about this team, Colin? Can Zach given, Simmons given a given a big eyebrow raise right now? Can Zach Simmons play better? Well, everyone can play better, but is that something? Yeah, but I think Zach is probably the most likely likely to actually play better like i'm not looking at rose to play better i'm not looking at dj to play better okay so okay so i see what you're saying okay well then yeah i guess if you want to count like like zach could come out and just potential to come back Zach could come out and just have a great game sometime yeah no i i can see zach having that but i'm i'm things of fixable i'm thinking of like things that you can definitively go okay if we do this then this changes and outside of ryan i don't see that anywhere else because this team hasn't had like we talked about, this team outside of Ryan is just a bunch of streaky shooters. Yep. Uh, I think some it's not fixable, but it's it will help. We'll be getting. I mean, it's a in conjunction with getting everyone healthy is their depth. If they can just get that depth back and actually be able to play eight or nine guys, I think that's a huge thing for this team because they. Going back to my first point, I think they play really hard, and so. When you got guys like Duffy and Mo, um, and Mike who go hard like that, I think conditioning is tough. No matter how well conditioned you are, it's tough to play basketball like that for thirty minutes. So you right. have to have those breaks in there, and so I think they need that breaks, those breaks a lot. And Jemiah comes in and brings some physicality, even though he has his struggles, as we mentioned. But I mean, they have guys that can do stuff off the bench well. DJ can come in and shoot and play some defense. Um, oh, this brings me to another topic I want to get to. Hold on. After I after I finish this tangent, which I'm gonna forget where I was, uh, but no, their depth is definitely gonna help them. I think that's a, I don't know if that's fixable, but it's gonna be good if they can get healthy, in some rhythm, in a ro- get getting rhythms with the rotation, and then your depth can start you know being um, being a factor at least. Here's here's the point I wanna I wanna make since since you're looking at me waiting for t- for me to make this point or a question I should say. Will Rose start game one of the conference tournament? This is interesting because he did not start last game. Against FAU. He didn't start against FAU. He started against Marshall because Ryan Oh, yeah, sorry, FAU. So he didn't start against FAU, which was kind of a shock to me. It was. Because who else do you have off the bench that can, I guess I say shoot? DJ. But you know what I mean. Um, Yeah, Mo basically started for Rose. Right. So it was Ryan, Mo, Duff. Mike. It was a huge surprise whenever he he was sitting. Does he start next game? No, against in the tournament. I don't the, care oh, about in the tournament. I, I don't okay. care about I fight you. Is Ryan back? 
Yes. Yes. So Mo's coming off the bench? Even though Mo's been their best shooter? He has to. Why? Because I can't have Rose <laughs> come off the bench. I, I really think they just they brought him off the bench because they were like, hell, maybe that'll help him actually hit a shot. Right, because... And it didn't. What would you rather have? Would you rather have the starters out there with Rose or would you rather have the bench out there with Rose? Neither. <laughs> Minus Mo. Minus Mo. That's without Mo off the bench. And that just seems like a disaster to me. So I definitely think he starts. I don't really see a scenario where he doesn't start. Well, if he could play defense like he did yesterday, I, I, I don't have a problem with them starting. It's uh, it's when, obviously, he struggles on defense, then I have a huge problem with him. But, again, if he plays defense like he did yesterday, I think I'm okay with him starting. Um, especially if they go up against Marshall in the first round or they go up against La Tech in the first round. Got some good guards. I mean, I think every team in this uh, section has good guards. So if they – oh, I'm sorry. I said first round. Um, the only way they'll play Marshall in the first round is if they get a – nine or an eight so yeah eight nine play each other then seven and ten play each other okay i'm getting this all worked out in my head again um but okay i I, i'm cool with rose starting since you said he is i feel like he has to but because just because you don't want to play him with the bench if you had him come off the bench it's just it would not be who do you have offensively yeah i mean honestly like imagine running a lineup out there of Ryan, because he has to be playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> DJ, Rose, Maya, and Tope. Imagine rolling that out and thinking you're about to win the game. I'm just saying the bench lineup is, I don't huh. yeah, If Tope has to play, then we have a problem. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Okay, interchange Mike and, uh, for Maya. I need Shaquem, Colin. I need Shaquem, Okay, sorry, Colin. we're throwing in Shaquem. <laughs> sorry, I didn't know Shaquem. Don't was trigger me like that, please. Come on, you know. Shakim is great. Okay. Okay, but yeah, I, I I get what you're saying. I think I don't I don't think Rose is gonna start. You really don't think? Why don't you? I, think I really he's don't start? think so because I think you have to have Mo start the game because you can't fall behind. So then, how many minutes does Rose get? Twenty five. He played thirty when he came off the bench, in part because Ryan was hurt. But That's, exactly, that was a project of him getting hurt. So, I mean, like if Mo's as hot as he's been, you have to start Mo. Right. Okay. So. I'm, I'm saying if he starts. Duffy if, has to start. Can you let me finish? Well, you're not. Okay. I'm saying if if, if, if Moe's been as hot as he's been and you bring Rose off the bench, whose minutes is going to take? Duffy. Duffy Maybe. comes out early every game. For those of y'all who haven't noticed, Duffy comes out like the 15th, first commercial break every time. Just watch that. It's true. <laughs> 100% true. But, uh, yeah, that's going to happen. I think Moe's going to start. Definitely. I'm excited for it, too. Because Mo Gibson, guy's good. Mo Money, more problems? Mo Money, more problems. All right, what's the next tab we have, Colin, now that we're on a schedule? I'm going through changes. Part two. Oh, changes part two. Oh, we've already talked about this, Colin. What, what, are, what changes? We've already talked about changes for this team. Okay, well, then why'd you ask me? Well, because I want to know what schedule we had. Because we were off a schedule for, like, the first 40 minutes of this podcast. <laughs> the first 40 So I wanted to podcast. make sure we're good at the 48-minute mark here. Uh, what's our last one? Oh, best case. This is an interesting one. I like this one. We're going to end the podcast with this one. What is the best case scenario for this team? Reason, realistically, Colin. So, like, where do I think they can finish in the tournament? Give me a whole rundown. What's the best case scenario from this point on? What's the best case scenario? Beat FIU. Beat FIU. Ryan comes back healthy, mm-hmm. 100% healthy. They go into the tournament feeling confident after like an FIU, let's say, 10-point win. Okay. Because we haven't had one of those in a long time. <laughs> um, a win. It has to be 10-point okay, win. Best been. case scenario, Bruno. All right, sorry, go ahead. So 10-point win, go to the conference confident, and I don't know how the seating works again, but you get you match up with Marshall. Okay, okay. You gotta match. Let's up say you match Marshall. up in the eight nine matchup with Marshall. You gotta be with Marshall okay. because that is your best case scenario to win okay. the first game. And bang, you take that first game. You get more confidence, and then hopefully you... that carries over into the second game. Into Old Dominion. Into Old Dominion, and then to be continued because I can't. 
<laughs> hey, next pod. Next yeah, pod. <laughs> next, next pod. Next but, pod, we predict no, North Texas be- to win like, the whole thing. I feel like the best case <laughs> I feel like the best case scenario is really just winning what you need you have to win this FIU game mm-hmm. because right now this team has no confidence and they don't have a reason to have any confidence. Yeah. And FIU is a team that obviously beat them and if I feel like if they go and get a win on the road Give me ten points, then they'll be confident going into that first uh, tournament matchup. And if against Marshall, there's even more reason to be, you know, hyped up about that because they did just beat him um, back here. Yeah. Um, and they also have the worst defense in Conference USA yeah. by a lot. I, I, I do. Their defensive rating. Would you say it was a one eleven? One eleven. That's awful. That's completely. That is trash. Awful. So that is their best chance, in my opinion, to win their first game. I agree. I agree because this team can't play. Uh, a good defense in the first. They can't play FAU in the first round. No, I'll be terrified. So if if you give me a Marshall or Louisiana Tech, Louisiana Tech. Will. If you give me a Marshall and North Texas plays Marshall in the first round and they win that game, it'll be interesting. I feel like that's that's the, honestly as far as I can go with it because yeah, outside of that, I agree. Yeah, I pick, I, I'm, I I feel you. Um, I think I th- okay to I think your scenario is the best scenario. But the secondary scenario, <laughs> secondary would be, scenario would be coming in tenth, so losing to FIU, coming in six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, tenth. All right. So you have the ten-seven matchup. So you play probably either Marshall or FIU in the first round. So ten-seven matchup because you lost all four games in your pool play, and then you go and beat whoever you play. Then, and then you have Western Kentucky in the second round. I'm not saying they can beat Western Kentucky. I'm not Kentucky, saying they can. But I'm not not saying they can't beat Western Kentucky. So That's who, interesting. So then you flip the coin there. That's so interesting. It, it will be a harder first round matchup, but it will be a lot easier. Well, which which would you rather have? Do you think this team would ride more confidence better? Honestly, honestly, Colin, with this team, I want this team, if they're going to do something, you got to do something special. Winning a game, one game in the tournament – is not is the, it doesn't mean anything. Would one game in the tournament mean anything, Colin? No. Even though they didn't do it last year, it would mean absolutely nothing because the expectations were so high after they went. They were you supposed, can't, This team was supposed to come in second in the conference. Yeah, remember we both, this. We both second or third. Him, we both picked them to go second. Second or third. They um, were supposed to be top three. You can't go into this season. You can't. Okay, you can't go twenty and one in your first twenty-one games. Or no, it was. It wasn't twenty-one. It was twenty and one. No, it wasn't. It was like they were like seventeen and two at one point because they lost to UTSA, Colin. They were twelve and one okay. in three conference you play. You can't be. You can't be. You can't be and 17, seventeen and two. Sorry, okay. seventeen and two. And then just be like, yeah, it's okay if we do, if we only win one game. You can't. <laughs> yeah. There's no okay scenario where you can where you okay. can be so high. Okay then. Okay then. Then my scenario is the best scenario because they're not competing Old Dominion. First of all, <laughs> let's get this out of the way. Well, what if they did? They could be Western Kentucky though. That is a small chance. That could happen. And so their only chance of making it to the third round is to come in 10th, win their first round game, then beat Western, then play UTSA probably. And who knows? Roll the dice. You're at home. Who knows at that point? Then you get some crowd to be like, oh, my gosh, hold on. They're going to do this? We're going dancing? And then you get some people to show up, and you got UTSA at home in a football stadium? Bruni's guide. To get to the to get to March Madness. Hey, to, hey, they're dancing. Colin, Colin, <laughs> Colin. We said we we talked about before the season how excited we would be if this team made it to the tournament. All right. So, I know how excited I'd be, but do I think it's gonna happen? But it doesn't matter. We have to come up with a scenario where it could possibly happen. Okay, so you think Western and that's going through important. Western? Yes, they're not going through Old Dominion. We need like UAB. Who's old, who would Old Dominion play in the first round? They have a bye. Top oh, four, top four seeds have I a forgot. bye. So no, so we'd be there. First, first game. Yeah. Not, they're not losing it. Hey, but to be fair, Middle Tennessee lost their first game last year to Southern Miss. 1-8 matchup. So I'm not is saying North, it can't it, happen. Now Bernie's saying that North Texas is going to be next year's Southern Miss. Beating, this yeah. year's Southern Miss. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. I think we've gone on enough. That's the best case scenario for me. Okay. I, think I like it. your scenario more. <laughs> you. So you, we want to lose against FIU? Or win somehow... Just and lose the tiebreaker. Roll the table. Yeah, lose the tiebreaker and just go. Come in tenth. We're tenth right now. We North Texas is tenth right now, tied with Louisiana Tech, who are also eight nine. 
FAU is 8-8 eight and eight right now. So those are the bottom three in the second pool. We will see how that plays out. North Texas plays FIU at 6 o'clock on Wednesday on the road. I don't know what station or channel. I have no clue. Don't ask me. Um, but, yeah, they play FIU on the road. I think they should be favored. I also thought that against Marshall. I thought that, like, three of the last six games, they haven't won. So. It's really crazy that they have, They didn't win a single game yet. Like, we we, we predicted <laughs> we predicted them on that road trip. I said that they're mo- more likely to go 0-2, and, and they split. Oh, yeah. And then we were like 2-0, and lost both. 2-0, yeah. lost both. Yeah. It's been rough out here, man. But I think they'll be all right. I think they should win a conference tournament game. And at worst-case scenario, that's a step up from last year. We're not going to get into it right now, but we were talking off-air about <laughs> if this team doesn't win another game, or they have the same record as last year's team pretty much. <laughs> I think they'll go 20 and 12 if they don't win another game. And then last year's team was 20 and 18. They just had the six extra games or whatever it was. So who knows, man? Who knows at this point? It's a stressful time for you North North Texas fans. But stick with this team. They're good people. We'll see how they do. And they have heart. They do have heart, all right? Don't don't get me going again, Colin. I just my, The Red Bull's wearing off. <laughs> You can tell. <laughs> I'm sitting back in my chair finally. Yeah, kind of, I moved the mic closer back. to me. All right. Um, well, anything else, Colin? We're no, good? I'm, I'm good. All right. Well, for Colin Mitchell, we need to plug stuff, actually, before I get in there. Follow Colin on Twitter at CJH Mitchell. Follow me on Twitter at MattBruni25. Follow our Twitch at Bruni's Breakdown, or Bruni's underscore Breakdown. SoundCloud, Bruni's Breakdown Podcast. Apple, Bruni's Breakdown Podcast. On Apple, leave us a rating. And leave us uh, a review. Leave us a nice review, though, okay? Not a, not a negative one. Tell and us we don't have heart, but leave us five stars. Exactly. And then <laughs> on SoundCloud, you can follow us as well. Get um, you know our episodes right there. Um, anything else to plug? Call in. Oh, 24-7 Sports. North, mean Green 24-7. Become a subscriber. Uh, we've got a lot of recruiting stuff coming up. I know that always is always the, the sexy stuff, the recruiting <laughs> stuff. Spring football is also about to come up. More sexy stuff. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. So join us for that. Become a subscriber. Um, and uh, let us know how we're doing. Uh, anything else, Colin? I think that's all we plugged. I think, I think, I think that's it. We're the great. Plug, the plugs are good. We're great. Um, all right, we have a loaded, loaded episode next week. But until then, for Colin Mitchell, I'm Matthew Bruni, and y'all have a great week.